Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics dashboard, helping all of you HR leaders get rid of the manual, tedious, and time-consuming process called HR reporting. That's right. We know that a lot of you spend way too much time in these spreadsheets trying to get a data-driven view of your workforce, trying to pull data from all these different HR systems to get a sense of what's happening with your employees. You're always scratching your head thinking there must be a better way. Well, that's why we created Employee Cycle, an HR analytics dashboard with pre-built integration connectors to the most popular systems, bringing all your employee data into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze data across dashboards, build custom metrics, and also check out your data with our data quality audit to make sure that you have the most completed employee record set possible. Go to Employee Cycle, check us out, get a demo. We'd love to explore how we can partner to help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have an awesome guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Evelyn Ackley. She's the HR Director at vFriends. And today we're going to discuss how to create a great virtual employee onboarding process. Evelyn, welcome to the podcast. Evelyn, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. That is the most exciting welcome I have ever gotten. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me, Bruce. Oh, you haven't been hanging around the right people then, because <laughs> if we were hanging out, you would get that every time you went into a room. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. Awesome. So happy for you to be here as well. So Evelyn, I know that you've listened to our podcast before, so you're ready for this first question. So we always kick off the show by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? <laughs> I love this question. Um, so for me, it was a little bit interesting. I did things a bit backwards in terms of researching how hard the entry to HR was. Um, and as most people can find it, it, it's it's pretty difficult to get into HR. So I started off with a few internships and then I landed in a corporate space as an admin. And then I found my holy grail of a mentor. She really led me into different opportunities and said, you know what, I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know. However much you want to know, I will teach you. um, And then you'll be ready for whatever comes your way. And thankful, thankful to her and to the company that I worked with for giving me that opportunity. I've been able to, to venture off into pretty much all areas of HR. That is awesome. And I appreciate a good HR origin story. So Evelyn, Today, we're discussing how to create a great virtual employee onboarding process. Before we talk about how to make this great, what is a virtual onboarding process? What does that look like? So virtually onboarding someone is a little bit different than in person. You really have to be able to communicate with them at every step of the way. So we really have to set communication once they sign their offer letter communication on their tech materials or their office equipment, whatever it is that they would need to work inside of their home. We would communicate that 
what their team is, what they can expect on first day, and who they'll be meeting with. So virtually onboarding someone is about communication. Now, I have a quick question that I literally just thought of as I was listening to your definition. When it comes to understanding what a virtual employee onboarding process really looks like, does that mean that the company has to be virtual or does that mean that the employee onboarding process is just virtual? So what I mean by that is if you are an in-person company, could you potentially still have a virtual onboarding process? Or if you're hybrid, could you still have a virtual onboarding process? What does that look like? Yes, absolutely. So virtually onboarding someone means that wherever they're located, they'll be able to join us. Um, specifically at Friends, we do have employees that start in the state that we are working in, but they can still start wherever they're located. So we really want to have them up and running and give them the same experience that we would have for anyone else that would join an office. Ironically, we actually don't have anyone starting (laughs) in office in any of our buildings. They actually start remotely for most of their roles. So having them set up successfully in terms of having the equipment that they need, being able to connect them with their hiring managers um, and their direct managers from that point, along with understanding who can be their onboarding buddy. This could be the manager. This could be someone that will be their peer. But having that person to ask questions we found has been very, very successful. They will be able to really help in terms of navigating the work culture, um, getting them up to speed as quickly as possible, and understanding where their responsibilities will lie. So we have a few different processes, but making sure that we have a checklist for our new hires and making sure that they have this onboarding buddy has been pretty great in having this new hire hitting the ground running. Can you share with our audience what vFriends does and what kind of company it is? Because I think it's also important to understand the type of roles that you're hiring for and that you have working with your company and the difference in whether or not you believe all roles can be virtually onboarded And if so, how are they different? Yes. So vFriends is a little bit different. Uh, vFriends is an IP company founded through NFT and Web3 technology. So what we're doing is mainly in the internet space, working on socials, apparel. Our demographic is typically everybody. So what we do may not be the same for other industries. Um, Our industry is very, very unique. We're kind of um, captivating this new industry. So it could work for others. Um, It's just a matter of being able to adapt to technology. So having an onboarding system where you can think of and implement a few automation pieces, I feel, has been very successful for us in terms of the communication or the consistent communication that you have across all employees. Obviously, someone in manufacturing may not have the same opportunities that we have being more of an internet company rather than them having people on staff um, handling different machineries or whatever they would need to do. You mentioned that you're looking to add as much automation as possible in this virtual onboarding process, but that made me wonder 
when does the onboarding process start? And I know this has been a bit of a controversial question, as some people may think it starts as soon as the offer letter is sent. Some people think that providing the offer letter is part of onboarding. Some people think it's even a part of the interviewing process. So when you're looking at onboarding, when does it start and when does it end, if ever? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, for us, it starts as we've identified that candidate. So even before the candidate, we really have our managers understand what we expect of this new hire. So we actually send out a checklist for our managers to fill out um, along with a form of what they can expect for this person to do as soon as they start. So we're already giving a task to the managers to think about what do we expect from first day? What do we expect for the first week, the second week, the third week, and beyond? Along with setting goals for this person, because we really want our new hire to succeed and have a goal in mind to continue the conversation of growth. So making sure that the hiring managers are filling this out or that direct manager now that has hired this new, uh, this new person and then Focusing in on how we can bring on more of that culture piece to the new hires. So we have a schedule set for them once they begin and they are able to go through first day with HR, meet the team, and then continue on with their checklist. So we have follow-ups in terms of 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, and a year. One of the things that's really big for VFriends is understanding that things change in people's lives. So their goal or their priority that happened at the beginning of um, starting at VFriends can be very different than what happens, you know, six months from now. So their experience at the 30-day mark could be completely different than at their one-year mark. Their ambitions could be different. So having those uh, those check-ins has been really helpful for us to understand what we can do to improve and also have a pulse on our talent and see what we can do to improve, what we can do to improve for others, and how we can get them to the career path that they're searching for. That all makes a lot of sense. And I'm so glad you brought up the culture piece because so many companies have been struggling to try to figure out how do they convey and communicate the culture of the company virtually when for the longest time we've all felt the culture as we went into the office. Is it loud? Is it quiet? Are people walking around? Are most people sitting at their desk? Is it open space? Is a whole bunch of closed off offices? And so now Trying to communicate and share what the culture is like virtually, I'm assuming, can be difficult. So you mentioned that there's a stage where in the onboarding process, these new hires are meeting the team. What does that look like? Are they meeting the entire team? Is it more of a everybody jump on a Zoom and tell me one fun fact about you? Is it just the immediate team that they're working with? What is the strategy around meeting the team and how does that play into embedding this new person into your culture? Yes. Uh, so immediately after they meet with HR on their first day, we have a meet this person with their entire team. So this is where they get to introduce themselves. This is likely going to be, again, their immediate team. 
followed by whoever is on their checklist for the first day and the first week, they'll be able to meet them in, in different times during the week. So having them meet with their immediate team, we found has been really successful because you can really connect with uh, a team virtually as quickly as possible when you have so many other people to meet with, but building that connection as soon as you start, we found has had the higher success rate in terms of an, an employee really hitting the ground running. You're able to build that connection as soon as possible. That way you feel a lot comfortable asking questions. Um, that's something that we actually really emphasize and in our in our culture, making sure that you ask questions. So everyone from our leadership team to any new hire, we're always inviting them to ask questions. So building that relationship from the beginning is really important. One of the other things that we do highlight is for our new hires to actually meet our president as soon as possible. So our president spends about 15 minutes getting to know them. And we found that this has helped not only in building that trust, but having the employees understand that we really are a people first culture. We want to get to know you. We want to understand your ambition. We want to know what you care about so that we can focus on that and are able to highlight how we can continue to improve and strengthen a lot of your capabilities within the company. It really helps in the communication piece and understanding when things excuse me, when things are not that great, um, what we can do to help them out. So again, focusing on that people first aspect has really shown us that although remote, there's a lot that you can do to make sure that employees feel welcome. For any HR leaders out there listening, hearing you so eloquently explain this, and it sounds very fluid, and it sounds like you have everything together, and it's just moving along perfectly. And they're thinking, I don't have my stuff together. I'm trying to figure this out. I would love to get to the point where you are, Evelyn. Can you talk about some of the pitfalls and challenges in areas where some things just didn't work so that you can help some of our audience potentially not have to go through that? Yes, there's always a lot of pitfalls. You know, we keep those behind the scenes though. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a changing, being able to go with the changing technology I found has really helped, right? It, it does come from an understanding, um, leadership team that really wants to focus on improvement. You have to have a lot of input from the team to the leadership team to get that change into the HR space. It's great when you have everyone on the same page and everyone that can really work with you to make something robust. But if you don't have that input at the end of the day, it, it makes it a lot difficult. Um, so getting that buy-in very early on and saying, what type of environment do we want to be? Uh, that really sets the tone. It sets the tone from the leadership team. It sets the tone for the employees. And you're able to continue to build based on that. So Friends has been an amazing place specifically because of that. We have a leadership team that really focuses on the overall mission and everyone is aligned that we're a people first company and that we show compassion and empathy. But if you don't have that buy-in where you are, 
it's going to be difficult. And I'd say the only way for you to change that is to then go into the data portion. Our pretty much anybody loves to see data and review it. So if you have to come in and say, you know, X, Y, and Z, or employees are not happy because of this, um, go in with some real data that you can, can strategize against and push for change. It's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it. And quite honestly, if, if your goals don't align with the mission of the company, you probably can look for somewhere else where it is aligned. You mentioned tech a couple of times in regards to streamlining and automating this virtual onboarding process. Does the type of tech that you're using actually play the biggest role in this? Or is it more about having your own internal processes laid out so that you are creating a seamless process and the tech is just really just playing in the background to automate some of the task? I'd say a little bit of both. Evie Friends have been able to really play with different systems. We're currently using Rippling, who has been an amazing game changer for us in terms of the automation portion that I chatted about. Um, it's really looking at a lot of the repetitive tasks that we do administratively from an HR standpoint. So those check-ins are automated um, in terms of reminders of calendar invites. Uh, a lot of it is repetitive in terms of onboarding. So they're automatically set. We have a welcome video that goes out six days. We have a uh, what to expect here. It's almost your first day email that gets automated that we've already created. Um, we also have another email that gets sent like, hey, reminder, it's almost your first day here's what you can expect. So although we did create those processes uh, without the automation portion up front, it was helpful when it did get automated because then you can work on other things like strategizing with the manager on what you can expect this new hire to, to really focus on in the next few days. So processes do play a big portion uh, but also having a system that can help maximize your time because, you know, we do have a lot on our plate. So what can we do to, again, maximize our time and create efficiency as best as possible? Evelyn, we've covered a lot today, and I'm sure the audience is taking a ton of notes. But I do have to ask if there is one thing that our audience should remember from everything that was mentioned today. If they could only remember just one thing and take away one thing from what you've learned in this process, what would it be? One thing. I think mainly checking in on your employees and the managers. After you onboard someone, you want to make sure that they are up to speed, but also that the manager feels that the employee has everything that they need to succeed. So you want to make sure that the feedback that you're getting is really consistent. And if it's not, what can you do to help? Again, onboarding isn't going to be a one-day thing. It's a full-on process. So you want to make sure that you have several check-ins to make the best experience for both parties. Evelyn, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest, especially because this is your very first podcast you've been on and you've absolutely rocked it. So thank you for sharing all your wisdom and knowledge and domain expertise in this super important part of the employee life cycle. And we really appreciate everything that you shared today. Woo!
Have all Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> so where can people find you and be friends online? I am on LinkedIn. You can find me at Evelyn Ackley on LinkedIn and check out Be Friends. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all of that contact info in the show notes. So for all of you out there who enjoyed this episode as much as Evelyn and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and now hungry for more Employee Cycle interviews, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.